The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome, everybody! Guess what? It's your Thursday night uh, people that talk about a Marvel Crisis Protocol show. It's, wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog. Uh, we got actually a whole bunch of really last minute surprises today, as well as uh, probably some of your favorite people, because they're some of my favorite people too. Uh, my name's Tim, and this week I will be joined by both Dr. D, Dr. Dylan Miss uh, Dyer, Miss. Re, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes, <laughs> and that 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 other voice you've heard. It's been a hot minute, but we're super happy to welcome back Danny. Hello. Uh, how are you both doing? Super duper. Dr. Amazing. So, Danny got to play Taylor this past week. I did. On, oh, yeah, the power phase. That is true. So, one of the things that we always start this show with... Oh, and let me, let's just go kind of go over a few housekeeping things first. Sorry, before I get into that. So, um, as far as today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Immortal Hulk uh, reveal that happened today that I don't think anyone was really expecting. Uh, certainly not a second or a third Hulk before Iceman, but... We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the organized play kit for just the Parker Luck that apparently showed up in our LGS today. We were under the impression that that was not arriving until Adepticon, but uh, I guess it was going out with the Spider-Woman and Agent Venom boxes. So that's super exciting. Um, In addition to that, we also have a new episode of the cleanup phase, excuse me, that'll be coming out right after this on the Patreon you can get access to that, as well as the other five episodes currently of the cleanup phase at any tier on the Patreon. It's available to anyone, even the $1 tier, even if you're a professional cake sitter. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a great time. We're going to talk about a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to go over an Elite Eight Showdown-style bracket uh, that was going to be super fun, as well as all sorts of really nice, cool stories. And, uh, you know, like I said, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, behind the uh, the soundproofing wall where my room is. Um, down here in the studio basement. So it should be a really good time. Wow. Hey, hey everyone as well. Sup, chat? Ravensguard, Alyssa, Otis. Dang, y'all. Taylor, Axel, uh, Thy Dr. D. It's a weird name. Ice Dan. Sounds made up. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's get right into it with that thing that we like to talk about every week at the head of the show, which is games played and hobby thoughts. Dr. D, I have a question yes. for you. Yeah. What did you think of Danny and Taylor's game this past Monday on Oh Yeah, The Power Face? See, the big problem is, is you guys have your game on, like, chances I don't get to watch. So I never get to watch The uh, the Power Face. No, you can watch on demand, though, right? You can. Some, sometimes I even remember to move them over to the YouTube. 
But I was gonna say I'd, I'd never see. I don't know. Is it? Do you have a YouTube for that? Do you actually? Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. They don't even have the C in the name anymore. That's well, we so I mean, like we, we do. I huh? so yeah, we hit the tier where it's like you can name it anything. Yeah. And uh, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, the C's still there. Oh, the C's still on everyone's. Mr. Beast has a C. Okay, I guess we're not gonna get rid of that. But right. now we have like an ant. Oh, so gotcha. you can like just ant professional casual and like listen, we're we're there, baby. But we're in it. But that said, uh, Danny, how did your game go against Taylor? What did you guys play? I know you had some theme lists. I know Taylor's writing some blogs about those particular lists as well. Yes. So we played sixteen threat. Nice. New threats. I don't remember what they were. He's going to tell us in chat, but I can tell you who we played. Paranoia was probably one. Paranoia of them, and a sword one. Sword base. Yeah. Sword base. Nice. Yeah. So it was all like clustery and very close, which was really great. Mm-hmm. Not great for Logan because he wants to be away for when he has his Correct. like massive panic attack. But yeah, paranoia and sword base. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Um, he played a very fun, fluffy, unaffiliated list of suit up where he played mm-hmm. Hulkman Ironbuster. He played Crimson Dynamo, Arnim Zola, and who's the last one? I know it. War, War Machine. Machine. Nice. Yes, War Machine. Um, I, with the help of Dan, was like, what can I do against that damage reduction? Let's go Pierce. Pierce Tavern, Weapon X affiliation. Mm. Right? So I did New Logan, uh, Sabretooth, Apex Predator, X-23, Okoye, and Domino. Nice. Yes. All right. So, and I won in three rounds. What was the All final? Right. What was the final score? Uh, sixteen to eleven. Okay, I think so. Not, not game like for yeah. Three rounds. Yes. Wow. Yes. Twenty-seven points, and I mean that's yes. impressive. I have you. Did you play the original sword base? Nope, it should have no. been the new ones. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. We played all new stuff. I'm saying, did you play so, the sword base mm, before they oh, changed? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think I did. So it was a good one. It was a fun one. Any super cool moments that happened in it? Um, did anything super cool happen to I mean, or from Hulkman Ironbuster? Not really. So that was kind of the thing where like he was scary, mm-hmm. but I just kind of was like, I'm just not going to mess with you because like, yeah. the more I damage you, the more power you get. And then the more that you can just blast my face off. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's Even true. With the adamantium skeleton underneath on some of my characters. I just don't want to do it. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like you could keep powering him up. And because of the healing factor, he mm-hmm. could keep blasting your face off after yeah, it heals exactly. back. Exactly. It's just this repetitive thing. Mm-hmm. I did um, position Sabretooth in a way and he... It kind of did exactly what I was hoping. He was scared of Sabretooth. So I was like, all right, Sabretooth, go and like be distracting and be like the brunt of all that. Yeah. So he did end up getting dazed. But everyone else, you know, very great. Legitimately, I think on the table, I might be more worried about Apex brother Sabretooth than Hulkman Ironbuster. Yeah. Like because he's gross. He does like 19 things. It's insane. And then he's going to throw and then he's going to pounce and he's going to attack twice. And then he has places. And Mm -hmm. it's like, wow. All right. Dude. Dude's got a lot of things yeah. to do at once. He's and doing I, a lot of I things while he's getting a sourdough starter right here. You know? <laughs> I think one of the threat on Hulkbuster is just the intimidating size of the model. For real. Yeah. Honestly, like that <laughs> is the scariest part of him where I was like, Meh, I, I don't really want to. Yeah. So unfortunately for Taylor, like he never really got the opportunity to really like showcase what that character can do, which yeah. I felt a little bit bad about, but not really because I didn't <laughs> want to deal with it. <laughs> And I also didn't want to be there for three hours because you know how Taylor and I are. 
Listen, so like very specifically, yeah, on a Monday night, uh, if I am playing Taylor, uh, Lindsay is always like, so you're going to be home at like one, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll probably play a pretty quick game. And then we had, I think at one point we had a game finish up by like nine. Yeah. Like it was like right under mm-hmm. two hours. And yeah, then we still talked talked in the parking lot yep. for two and a half yep, hours. Same. Literally when I got home, Dan was like half asleep and he's like, did you guys talk in the parking lot? I was like, no, we stayed <laughs> in the <laughs> store <laughs> where it's heated. <laughs> What's the new store like? Oh, it's beautiful. There's like yeah. just one wall of like just huge, huge windows. It's so nice. It's so pretty. It's nice and bright, too. So like when you drive by it, you can see like a whole bunch of people gaming. So it like kind of makes it like a really inviting spot. Where for real. You're like, oh, there's a bunch of magic players up there. Okay, well, I'll go stop in for a yeah. bit. Yep. So sure. it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, and great question and segue, Dr. D, because if you're curious about maybe a time that you could check out the new Bearded Dragon games and hobbies, there's would be a great time to do it. And that's going to be next Saturday, February 18th. Um, there, you can check the Facebook link down below to find uh, the event for it. But we are going to be running an LVO qualifier next Saturday. Dr. D, Brian Watson are going to be there uh, as, as well as me, Taylor, Dan. Danny's going to stop in for a bit. I'll be there. Uh, we're going to have Ben and Alyssa. Uh, I think it's going to this is going to be actually a super cool kind of regional thing for us where kind of all of the people that you've seen from around the network or just know from other conventions are going to be hanging out and having a good time. Um, can I, we talk in the parking lot? We, we Yeah, we're going to talk in the parking lot for like a hot minute. Right. The yes. parking lot's nice, too. They just released <laughs> it a couple of years ago. It is. <laughs> I'm hoping we might see Keebler there. That would be super cool. Keebler. Or, um, I don't know, there's a lot of people I'd like to see. Yeah. That would be cool if Matt and Alex or someone came down. or, or uh, I think Matt said he wasn't coming. I think he had something else like specifically going on. Yeah, I think so. But um, but yeah, so, so that is happening next Saturday, February 18th. There's a Longshanks link for it, $10 entry. Uh, dice will first round will start at 11 a.m. Depending on how many people we have, it could be three, four, or five rounds. I am expecting probably at least four rounds because I'm expecting at least 16 people there. So should be should be a great gosh dang old time. Speaking of, Doctor D, yeah, is there anything that you have hobbied this week to prep for that tournament next week, that LVO <laughs> qualifier Bearded Dragon Games? So. The road to not looking like a doofus has begun. The The road to getting to LVO qualifier has begun. So I've kind of reworked the roster and bringing back the Wizards. Yes. Uh, so I've decided that with some of the new additions, there's a couple of things I need to finish up. Uh, I'm going to test out because me and a, uh, at least one other person have been hypothesizing that Red Skull is going to be a great honorary wizard. We were going to give him like a little wizard cap, put on his... <laughs> Little red hat, little red head. And then I put on my robe and wizard hat. <laughs> and so uh hopefully he is some secret tech that I think might make wizards pretty solid and make make it so you can get the book back quicker and all that. But I got a couple models I gotta finish. Uh, otherwise I'll uh kind of just pop up with the stuff I've already been using. But hopefully the other rhino. So if you see the rhino that I bring, it'll be the one for the tutorial. From the from the blog. It's coming. The blog is coming. I'm sorry. I moved in the middle of it. And then I've been waiting for plugs for my lights. So I can't finish painting it because mm. I can barely see it <laughs> because of the lighting. I'm sorry for taking so long. It's almost done. I swear. Once I get the lights, I can crank it all out in one night. But, the article's essentially already written. But speaking of blogs, you started uh, uh, one of your blogs came out this week about that road to LVO. 
that if you so the the road to not looking like a doofus that's what i'm saying so (laughs) now what i noticed on facebook something that would repeatedly come up is people are especially now that there's so many affiliations mm-hmm. uh you know like when you first yeah. when this game first started it was like hey you play avengers or cabal like those are your options now if somebody is like i don't want to buy the core box but i want to play x force what is the thinking that should be going through their brain to essentially make it if if not like lvo level but at least give you some like thinking points well, i guess yeah because they're going to be playing x Force, so they're certainly not going to be at the lvo level for sure not <laughs> and so, and so, um, <laughs> don't even get me started on that. <laughs> anyway so the um the thinking behind it is is it's going to kind of go through my thinking process from ma- starting a roster and then essentially playing from now until lvo and if i make any switches or like maybe i switch affiliations to like practice to play against it but more than likely when i go to lvo i'm either going to be playing hellfire club or uh convocation so it really just comes down to how good hellfire club is going to be Cool. And uh, so I know, are there were there any reasons why you kind of doubled down on Wizards out of the gate? Was it you wanted to get back to Wizards or because you knew that Emma Frost was going to be so awesome in Wizards that you just wanted to play them both? So thankfully, I I don't I don't think it matters what I choose. I'm going to be using Emma because I think she's good in both. Uh, What really happened was there was a local con. So Captain Con was local in Rhode Island. And let's just say that I was playing defenders and I was like determined to be the defenders player that could make it all the way to the top. But what happened was is I hit this thing called the wall and I wanted to take two bricks and make my head a lot smaller between the two (laughs) (laughs) because playing them is awful. Uh, I really hope AMG do something about that soon. That'd be nice. But uh, so I decided to go back to what I was good with, which was convocation. They have enough tricks to keep me interested and they're kind of, they're kind of like a weird dark horse. You don't see very often complication yeah. like most of the time. Cause I think all the other was three. There was, um, finger guns, uh, got, uh, got best in affiliation for it too. And I was talking to him at one point at, at LVO and he was like, yeah, you know, just going to go for that, uh, best in affiliation, you know, I'm going to finger gun <laughs> some wizards and it's going to be, going to be a good time. So when I show up, that's my whole goal is just to be in the invitational. So it doesn't actually matter how well I do. That's the first step to not looking like a doofus is at least getting there for the, for for once. So so, yeah, step one is to head to Bearded Dragon Games and Hobbies next uh, Saturday, February 18th. And uh, listen, that is going to be the first LVO qualifier of the year as well, as far as what's actually on the map. So you might or, you know, first qualifier that's like not this year's LVO. Correct. And then I think and we start one hour earlier than the other one that starts that day. So we are officially the first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the twins that come out. Uh, the first. One Correct. Oldest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I know Midgard is having a qualifier March 11th, I think. I don't and they're like pretty full up for it, too. I saw Brian's post that there's only eight slots left. Wow. So if you are in the New England area, join that. Yeah, you're going to get in on that. Be defeated by wizards. <laughs> get ready, get beat. Uh, if you know what's good for you, you're going to be beaten. I'm going to send you to the shadow realm. Uh, but yeah, and then, oh, and then the painting gallery that ended. So right now we're in the middle of voting. If you're in part of the Fury's Finest Discord, you can vote on the winner. I did post in the MCP group on Facebook all of people's hard work. If you would like to see some of it, there are some phenomenal entries in there. Uh, I will say this is the third one, and every single time, 
it gets more and more impressive. Yeah. Like, 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 oh my, uh, oh nuts! It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are very curious, go to the uh, MCP group for Facebook, and it's in there somewhere. Uh, or join Fury's Finest, and you can even vote. And then if you can enter for the next one. So next time I'm on here, more than likely we'll know what the next theme is and I can announce it on here as well. Beautiful. Cause that was going to be my next question. Good. It was, if I you knew, read your mind. I'll save it. I'll save that question for another time. It's like, I'm Emma. I've read your mind. I am also a wizard. Ooh. <laughs> You're also as hard as diamonds sometimes. You know what I mean? Just... <laughs> we'll talk about that in the parking lot. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the back parking lot. Yeah, that's a clean that will be the parking lot. Talk. <laughs> yeah. Take it over to the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dark over there t- to get right into it for this week because we have a lot to cover uh yesterday right i believe uh, amg put out just a little little teaser a new model uh that's going to be coming probably sometime in the first half of, of this year uh immortal hulk yes um did either of you have any anticipation of another hulk being introduced that wasn't like red hulk or something like that but was just another and he's not another hulk Right. He is a different part of the same Hulk. But he uh, so I know that Dallas specifically stated that at some point soon there was going to be another Hulk and there was going to be another Modoc. He also said that they I, I think he specifically said they were not going to be the same threat. OK, so this Hulk, I'm going to guess is probably going to be more. There'll probably be like a seven or an eight. Uh, I'm sure that's subject to change. And of course, I've been proven wrong plenty of times in well, my life. You've been proven joking before. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been proven not to be correct. I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't right. So and that's the thing, too. So uh, when I think of Immortal Hulk compared to regular Hulk, so I don't know a ton, like a massive amount about Immortal Hulk, but uh, Hulk has kind of a couple different personas or Banner has a couple different personas in him. Mm. There's been the Savage Hulk, which was kind of the. Um, oh, what's from Mice and Men? Lenny? Lenny, yeah. Yeah, kind yeah, of the, the simple, just, he only has two modes, pure joy or pure rage Hulk. That was the <laughs> Savage Hulk. You have regular Hulk. There was also the Green Scar from Planet Hulk. That was a persona that was made to kind of survive Sakaar. Um, and then, obviously, there was a lot of ramifications when he got back. But uh, Devil Hulk was another one that was kind of really dormant for a while, just kind of biding his time. Um and there was a point where I think something happened to Banner or he was dying or something. And Devil Hulk got to kind of take over, ended up becoming the Immortal Hulk. And um, he's called the Immortal Hulk for a number of reasons. But one is he can, in fact, be get decapitated and put in jars and will be fine and will uh, eventually reform. So uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to mix that into uh, his his threat. I would not, I would be really, so here's what I'm kind of anticipating, or this is what I'm expecting, is that he will probably be a higher threat, and it may be a Hulk that maybe he doesn't have 20 health, but maybe he never flips in a way yeah. where he just resets. You know, mm-hmm. if you daze him, he just removes all the uh, all the stamina, maybe removes power or something, maybe gets a token that changes how some of his abilities work. I think he'll be like an ultimate encounter and regular gameplay is what my expectation is. Who, can, on who I, cannot be removed from the field. Yeah. What I would even say if he's tough enough, if he's a seven threat, maybe you get a victory point every time you daze him. Yeah. Right. Something simple like that. Actually, I, I kind of like that. If, you know what I mean? It kind of gives you another level of counterplay to a really overwhelming model. Yeah. 
Um, and the sculpt on this thing also looks awesome. Incredible. And looking at the back of the box, I definitely think that there is going to be some other like aspect to him because he does come with a token sheet, two team tactic car- tactics cards as well, and a stat card, which duh. Okay. But so maybe they are going to add like another like level to having him on there. Yeah. Like you said, kind of like an ultimate encounter just there. And I think that and would it be, be. It could be as simple as just Hella. Right. right you know well, tokens rage yeah, tokens yeah right uh, something yeah. like that but definitely another level that'll be fun and like you said the sculpt this is a really awesome awesome hulk model i feel yeah. like this is kind of what people were hoping for five head hulk, hulk. you yeah. know what i mean just not just the regular head. forehead like the regular one this one's right. got five we got a five head look at the he's blast. uh he's going for, he's going for the the grand uh not the grand slam the uh the slam dunk yeah the basketball player the, the jumping buffalo punch <laughs> something i'm <laughs> super into um as someone who looks at anatomy a lot his underarm muscles are intense <laughs> actually they're on his arms they sure are not intense. how'd they get there they're not, camp. Yeah. they're not camping um but yeah I, I would absolutely expect a seven or an eight i think that would be super cool adding new additional mechanics so and here's what i'm really excited about with immortal hulk right so if they do go with a higher threat level that's a little bit more overwhelming and they start adding some mechanics to be able to fit in characters like Galactus or um, Hyperion or, or Sentry. Some of these like just absolutely massive, massive, huge, intensely, cosmically strong characters. Um, and by adding some effects into them to kind of make them playable, we could be seeing kind of the initial run of that, which I think would be really exciting to see kind of yeah. what stems off of this. Because when we see AMG uh, introduce something new, it's normally kind of as a dipping their toe in until they kind of see how it plays out. They adjust it if needed, but then they can kind of expand on that and that idea. And I think Immortal Hulk is probably a great way to start that because he's not, you know what I mean? Uh, Galactus or, you know, Stiltman or someone just that's just on another world of power. He's he's certainly very strong, yeah. but he's also immortal, I heard. He sure is. You can hit him really hard and he just gets right back up. I know the only thing that I've heard about the comic that he this run is from is it's like one of the best Hulk runs ever. Yes. It's like apparently amazing. And apparently it's body horror. Yes. Which is super cool. You don't see that in comics very often. Yeah. At least in mobile. Yeah. And especially from a a Hulk story too, right? That's maybe an X-Men, maybe some Cassandra Nova, maybe some of that type of thing, but like, but not in a Hulk story, not in an Avenger story. But I'm super stoked. Uh, any other speculations on, on what he might have? I don't anticipate him being his own affiliation leader. No. Uh, I know there's speculation about what, what, you know, affiliation he might even be able to be included in. Uh, I don't know if we get Agents of Smash or something at some point, and he could be a part of that, but he might just be straight up unaffiliated. Yeah. Um, or Cabal. I Cabal. Sorry about that. The only thing that I hope is the case is that I hope his builder is just called hulk smash and then mm-hmm. i think his spender should just be hulk smash in all caps with more like uh, exclamation more a's a lot more yeah. a's <laughs> hulk smash whenever you go to cons the things you really hope to hear are people screaming gene mm-hmm. uh the, fear, the fact they got fearful symmetry off and then you're going to be looking for hulk smash yes. when he comes out he was a bad guy in uh in uh immortal hulk immortal hulk was not like, yeah, the, the whole Devil Hulk persona is is very much not a super chill guy. I mean, he is actually super chill. Like, he's super, like, able to, like, lay in wait. Uh, so as far as, like, high energy, low energy, 
he, he could be considered that way. But I wonder if there will be some kind of like handicap worked in because we're all imagining he's going to be a really high threat. He's going to have these incredible attacks. I wonder if there's going to be something to really just encapsulate his like blind rage and like he's just going to attack like the nearest enemy character. Like it does. You don't get to target them like he's just going to go for whoever he targets the closest him. thing within range two at the start. Of, like his first action has right. to be that or something. Yeah, something. I wonder because otherwise, I feel like th this is just going to be like, you know, Malekith all over again, where that's all anybody's going to play for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think be, they've learned yeah, their lesson. I think from Malekith, right? So I think if they're going to implement something, that yeah. it's it's going to be in a post Malekith world. Yes. And it could be all these models that have been having downsides lately could be testing for this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yep. That's a that was various. That's a very good thought, actually, Danny. That's thank you. It was really good. Um, but yeah, Otis says I, he's super intelligent, too. So there's like in the uh, really in the MCU, the, the current Hulk that we see. Right. That's the perfect mix of both. It's he immortal Hulk is, in fact, that and he's immortal and, uh, you know, super evil. Yeah. So, but that was, this was kind of a, a, a mortal Hulk kind of came out at the same time. A lot of those other like hero flip stories came out like superior Spider-Man where it's Dr. Octopus as Spider-Man, uh, superior Iron Man where Iron Man just, you know, decides to use nanobots and a symbiote to, uh, just do a whole lot of awful, awful things. Yeah. As um, you do. but listen, if people are willing to pay for it, was kind of his motif. He's like, yeah. You know, they can take this nanite injection and they'll be super hot and they'll never gain weight and uh, it'll be super awesome. And if they don't pay, they'll blow up. Yeah. So just pay your monthly fee. It's only a hundred bucks. <laughs> I think it was three grand or something oh, ridiculous. God. But but yeah. But yeah, so moving on to just the Parker luck. We were under the impression that this was coming out at Adepticon. It doesn't... And maybe it maybe got sent out earlier, maybe got sent out by mistake, but our LGS had it, and we've seen a few other LGSs that have had it as well. So um, we're, we're super excited to, to dive into it and, and go over it. So if you checked out uh, Wait Till I Roll a Wild a couple weeks ago, uh, we went over what was kind of like teased. Um, and there is, a, we assumed that there was certainly some stuff missing from that initial kind of foray into it. But long story short, uh, you, the ultimate or the crisis threat is actually Spider-Man playing against two teams of 10 threat each, uh, building squads and coming at Spider-Man to try to unmask him and take pictures of his face or have him take pictures of his face. Uh, they will also be trying to disrupt a convention and using all of those people there for a Spider-Man meet and greet uh, kind of against Mr. Parker. So some of the things that we have found out uh, now that we actually have our hands on the kit um, is that actually that was a confirmation already was that it is two squads of 10 threat. This might be the lowest cosmic threat encounter that we've seen so far. Yeah, I think it is. Um, because I think uh, separation anxiety was the current lowest and that was four players at 11. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's super cool too, especially with kind of the, the groupings that you're going to want to be taking against uh, Spider-Man in this particular setup that gives you a good opportunity you could do hulk and rhino or you can do bullseye and um, i guess the spider foes and criminal syndicate have a very good setup to to make 10 pretty easily right. a couple fours and a two and mm -hmm. it's not overwhelming 
or or two five threats. That's right. Yeah, everyone's going to be running cable here, uh, <laughs> probably, and juggernaut. I actually don't think that that's an awful or five two threats. That's true. Oh, yes, because because how many two threats are there now? There's like ten. There's eleven. I think I counted not that long ago. I think it's eleven. Nice. So yeah, so you can have two people running five groups of, uh, or you can have two people running two groups of five twos, which I think is super exciting. So we are going to be running this organized play kit as well on Monday. Uh, I haven't confirmed this yet, but I assume it'll probably be me and Dan. And uh, if it's only two squads of 10, then one person can just run both of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like a regular roster. That's like you're just playing uh, super powered scoundrels. At oh, that's right. You can. You can play it, can't you? Because you have it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even. You know what? It's weird. I didn't even draw that connection. You can, ha- if you have it, you can use it. We had a conversation earlier. Where I was like, "Hey, during the tournament, maybe we can play some Just Parker Luck while we're there as why well." Why am I so? Yeah. Why am I so dumb? I'm a big doofus. Because <laughs> you're a wizard, man. You got to focus so much on them spells. Right. You're just channeling. That's all. Uh, yeah, Dan actually put a really good roster in there, and that was one of the things I was thinking of. Kingpin Rhino and Bullseye is super narrative, right? And just like fits right in a really good sweet spot for that. Um, nine. There's nine two thirds. Ooh, I love that narrative. Oh, there's only nine? Yeah. That's a, nine. that's a dang old shame. All right, so you just slap two gems together, and it's a new two threat character. There you go. Just a ball rolling around on the floor that, you know, technically have recalibration matrix on it. But. <laughs> So, so when you are playing this, the crisis team is considered to be a spider foes affiliation, right? Because you you are tag teaming up against Spider-Man. Um, and because of that, you have a new affiliation for spider foes called scare tactics. So once per turn, when an allied character ends in advance within range two of a con goer, it may spend two power. If it does, it may place the con goer range two away from its current position. So we saw this a little bit before about moving con goers and stuff. And that was kind of something that you were going to need that you were going to need to do, but it is just a straight up affiliation ability um, that you get. And let's see, these squads are affiliated spider foes, regardless of their members and must use the following leadership ability. This leadership ability is not attached to a specific character and is always active. So there's no way to get rid of this. And it is my understanding that you are also not bringing your own leadership abilities. You, it is replaced with this. Correct. So some of the other things that the crisis team can do is they can interact with con goers. If a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is not within range two of this token, place this token within one of its current position. So we've seen this a lot recently, right? As far as Rhino just bashing people around and, and throwing stuff. Juggernaut certainly doing the same thing with, do you know who I am? And, uh, it's, it's interesting that it is an interact, so it's not costing an action. It's just costing a single power. And it's just kind of a, a toss to the other side or a little bit further away, which seems like it's going to be incremental um, kind of throughout the course of the um, event. And there are only kind of a, a few different places. So con goers get placed. There's going to be five of them. And they are placed within range three of the center stage, which is dead center in the center of the field, um, but not within range two of another con goer. Once all con goers are placed, if there are starting cameras, which is dependent on the difficulty, the cosmic threat player places one camera token per starting camera onto the battlefield. Camera tokens must be placed on a terrain feature. Um, Danny, do you want to just 
take a look at the difficulty and like from narrative up to rent is due, which is an incredible name for a difficulty setting. Yes. What? How many team tactics cards each person will be getting and how many starting cam- cameras uh, are initially in the game due to that difficulty? Yeah. So if you're just playing the narrative feature, you get three team tactics cards and zero starting cameras. Normal is down to two tactics cards, still zero cameras. Hard, two tactics cards, one starting camera, and Rent is Due is one tactics card and two starting cameras. I think you and Dan should play Rent is Due. Really? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. It sounds fun. It does sound fun. And so, but that's the thing is, uh, who gets to play the crisis threat with Rent is Due? Right. Um, that would be an uphill battle for whoever is playing the crisis team. Yes, for sure. I'll send it. All That's right, fine. Dan yeah. could be Spider-Man. I, I think he would probably want to try Spider-Man right. anyway. Why not? And I'll go against him at the hardest difficulty, I guess. Why not? Just full send. It's been you've had some time off. You you just gotta jump right back into it, right? That, that is also how I've been describing my last couple of weeks as time right. off. Yeah, yeah. Been... <laughs> <laughs> you told us about your day. We know what you did. That's that's true. That's very accurate. <laughs> uh listen. <laughs> Chicago talks are great. All <laughs> <know>, right. <laughs> All right. So um, in addition to that, during the ultimate encounter, the crisis team activates only two characters on each of their turns instead of the normal three. So this is kind of one of the the few differences that we've seen in the initial mission setup compared to other organized play kits, um, where normally you're activating three until you have activated, I think, nine characters. And then any character above that uh, just gets a short move. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, there's a lot here, and it seems like... Okay, so here's another one. Ways to score victory points. Doctor, do you want to... Do you want to... Do you have that up? Are you able to run down the different victory point conditions for the uh, the crisis team? Sure can, Jerry. All right, so uh, the whole point of it is when either one of the teams is doing anything, you have to... They both take the cameras into consideration. If I remember correctly, I think only Spider-Man can put the cameras down i think i believe so as well i think that he's the only one that can do it but the essentially while the spider foe people are running around terrorizing people they score through that and also by messing with spider-man by uh, making the cameras take pictures of him Hmm. and then uh parker's trying to do the exact opposite to them he's trying to daze them within line of sight of the cameras so so sprung the crisis team immediately scores three victory points each time a con goer token is removed from the game by a trap so that's okay. essentially what the leadership is for so you're trying to move the because i think the leadership moves the con goers correct right and you're trying to get the con goers to run into the traps essentially so that's how that whole thing works and then i think spider-man can do stuff to interfere with that um next is smile when a character is dazed so both sides in this case, the opposing team immediately scores three victory points. The opposing team scores one additional victory point if the day's character is within line of sight of the camera. So not only are you punching each other, you're trying to get it on, uh, you know, you're trying to take like WWE shots of it. While right. You're, yeah. You're stalking each other in the face. Well, the crowd is going wild trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> the Congress scream. They're screaming not for the fun. They're screaming for their lives. Uh, next one is knockout shot. So when a character would be KO'd, the opposing team immediately scores one victory point. 
the opposing team scores one additional victory point if the character is KO'd within the plane of sight of a camera. Mm-hmm. So the exact same thing. And this is he actually very, less. very important with um, KOing characters. So the crisis team can't have their characters KO'd. Granted, the, the the crisis threat can get victory points for it. But if a crisis team member would be KO'd, they instead remove four damage, not all of it, but four damage, and then gain the stagger special condition. Right. I also think Pete can't be knocked out. All, this. Also correct. Right. So in this case, it's a you have to this one you win on victory points, unlike some of the other ones where it's just you punch the other people to death. Well, and I think maybe that was something I don't know if they've learned from or they just wanted to make a different experience where you can play the objectives or you try to murder bot your opponent. And I mean, that's that's kind of MCP as a whole. But um, I, I do like that there is not just a kill condition here. Right. They are trying to do something specific. They don't want to kill Spider-Man. They want to make want sure to everyone knows who he is. Yeah. And then camera foo. So friendly neighborhood Spider-Man has additional powers and attacks that help him score victory points. These are on the character card. So these are I don't know why they put them in both spots, but uh, they are the exact same on the card. So say cheese is a physical attack range two, uh, strength six, uh, three power before choosing the target. You get to choose if it's physical or energy. Uh, if this attack dazes or KOs the target character and the character is within the line of sight of the camera, you score an additional victory point. So I'm assuming these will stack. So um, if I'm looking at this right, if you daze a character within line of sight, you could potentially score five, three for the daze, one for being within, within line of sight of the camera. And then I think you get another extra one for, say, cheese, because I'm assuming it's because Spidey's posing. Mm. And that's yeah. the kind yeah. of thing. That- that's the kind of picks JJ likes. you also, I saw. And then you also get a. You know what? Let me finish. And then you get a trigger, <laughs> a crit trigger called Flashy. The target character does not gain power for the damage dealt, so you kind of give him like a stun. Okay, now go ahead. Uh, I saw a bit today on one of the like many Spider-Man and Moon Knight meme groups that I'm in uh, that had a segment of J. Jonah Jameson in limbo where demons were telling him to get taste or to, to yell. They wanted tasty him to pic- yell tasty pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one this morning. That was good. Uh, okay. And then he also gets a reactive power called selfie. So at the start of the cleanup phase, if this character is within range two of one or more days, enemy characters, they may use the superpower. It's controlling player immediately scores a victory point. Very similar to interrogate, mm-hmm. uh, which it's kind of come mm-hmm. up because of spider woman. But as far as I'm aware, it's exactly the same. So and and, it costs three power. and and just because this question was in chat, uh, so there is a specified base size. So you will be using the Amazing Spider-Man base for this. It is the thirty-five millimeter base um, because that could play a, a huge role in um, exactly how much stuff Juggernaut can destroy. So in addition to that, as far as the con goers, um, they are trying to escape. So not only can the Cosmic Team interact with them but so can the cosmic threat player uh by actually very similarly placing uh, a congoer within one of its current position uh using an interact option the crisis team can do the same thing uh but only if it is not within two of a friendly uh, neighborhood spider-man uh then they can place it so spider-man can do it at any time oh you want core listen i don't literally know how sizes work is amazing spider-man 50 Is 35 like considered a small small base in general, Dr. D? Uh, I don't know the base sizes for MCP because they are not that complicated. Um, okay, so you do want the core then. Thank you, Ravensguard. 
Why would they use the ASM art? Great question. Because it's awesome art. Because ASM, I think, was him supposed to be older. So I would think that Daily Bugle time would be when he's like still 18 ish. Oh, 65 is large. 50 is medium. That's the medium. 35 okay. is small. OK. All right. So, the, yeah. So you're using core box Spider-Man. Good thing there's a new affiliation pack coming out. If you don't have the core box and you want to be able to play this. I'm sure that was timed. Yep. Seem, yep. I, yep. I, I would not be shocked there. Um, so also the traps. So these the their targets, excuse me, of opportunity. There's three of them. They are located um, kind of in a triangle around the center stage. Um, and these traps uh, have been hidden throughout the con by the crisis team in an effort to wreak havoc. If at any time a con goer is within range one of a trap, the trap is sprung. The con goer is removed from the game and the crisis team scores three victory points. After a trap is sprung, the crisis team must place it in a new location. Place the trap anywhere on the battlefield, not within range four of a con goer. So not only can you get 12, right? No, nine from these out of the gate, they then reset as well. And you can put them uh, out there to be a constant threat. Now, I forget, when does this one end? I think it's, I don't think it's 13. 13. Okay. Is what is on this, uh, this really nifty score base card, right? Huh? I think I counted that right. Yeah. 13. And it's funny ending the encounter. Uh, one is eviction notice. If the crisis team scores 13 or more victory points, they immediately win. And then spider con forever. If the cosmic uh, threat player scores 13 or more victory points, they immediately win. So I like the title, like eviction notice rent is due. I really like, I like that the as theme. well. I appreciate a good theme. Same. Well, and it's all about the story and the narrative, right? Yeah. And they're really kind of knocking out of the park at this one. Yeah. Um. So there are kind of a bunch of different rules in this set as far as how the line of sight works. Uh, for the cameras, there is a notch uh, that you can see here. I'll actually punch this bad boy out too. Um, Violence, right? It looks like a Pac-Man kind of, no, like Waka Waka, and uh, the notch is what it has line of sight. So that is what you're kind of measuring from to to make sure if a, a dazed Spider-Man or a uh, Crisis team member is going to be generating that additional victory points. Um, it's they've made it actually very, very clear. And it's not even like a little tiny notch. It's, it's pretty deep. It goes like ha- almost not quite halfway through, but like halfway through the the particular token. Which looks to be a two inch token or one and a half, maybe. As far as things go. Um, and honestly, that seems to be the majority of it. Is there something that you guys are seeing that I've missed pretty heavily? Uh, I like the art on the front. I think that's that's either Ramos or Dan Slot. They have very similar art styles. Uh, yeah, I also really like the uh, the cover art for this. Looks really stellar. And one thing too, in this in the booklet that, that comes with the with the kit, I do like that they have reiterated all of the ways, even the ones that are on character cards in one place on how they score victory points. Yeah. Um, sometimes in the past that has been split up based on. Um, which side you're on it might be on the 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 crisis team side or the crisis threat side but having kind of one general place for it that's normally going to be in the hands of of the person running it or a to or a game store owner or something along those lines kind of makes that a little bit easier um as far as characters that you would want to bring against the crisis threat in this particular scenario who is your 10 
Are you keeping it thematic with something like the Kingpin, uh, Rhino, and Bullseye, or are you going getting weird with it? I think Speed is the name of the game on this one mm-hmm. uh, for both of them. Mm-hmm. I think I think Rhino in this one is going to be crazy good. Yeah, I do for too. Sure. That maneuverability, think, being able to interact at an end of a move, is going to be able to have him place con goers on a very regular basis. Juggernaut, same thing, uh, while expensive, still, uh, yeah, very much so. And then I think any character that's going to have something like hit and run is probably going to be really good. So like a Green Goblin, again, pretty thematic in that case. Mm-hmm. So, so if I were to pick 10, I'd probably do Rhino, Gobbo, and I don't know, maybe Bullseye. Uh, yeah, another hit and run, right? Yep. Uh, Stay mobile. It's what you want. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I like that a lot. And I, I like that there's, uh, like we said before, you can you can go after Spider-Man and try to get him within line of sight of stuff. So I, characters with throws will probably be very, very useful here. Um, Axel Bola in chat said mm-hmm. Venom, Carnage, and Honey Badger. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, especially because he's got really beefy stats. Five, four, three for uh, physical energy and mystic. Uh, listen, uh, Dylan, Wizards might be a good spot for him. Yeah, you got to shoot him in the brain. Can't dodge that. Can't dodge with your brain, idiot. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you dummy. We, should, did we, we actually should probably go over the character card. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there is. So, and the, the character card is, in fact, on screen for those of you watching the YouTube version. Um, so, friendly, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, ten stamina, long movement, rain or a size two ultimate encounter for threat, five, four, three, four defenses. He's also immune to root, stagger, and stun. Uh, Dylan went over say cheese, but how about thwip thwip, which is not shorthand for totally honest work in progress, totally honest work in progress, which is something that you should detail, uh, especially when joining a painting competition and it might even be part of the rules. Mm hmm. So you got to say it the right way. So that's how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that part, uh, goes through the microphone very well. It uh, does. It did. <laughs> I love it. Loud, loud and clear. It's perfect. <laughs> My ears somehow are very wet. <laughs> Never change. Uh, you're all webbed up, oh. baby. All right, so whip to whip uh, is range four, which is pretty good for a builder. Uh, strength five, very good. So, hey, guess what? If you do damage with it, you get power. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. Uh, there's a wild trigger called stick around after this attack is resolved the target character gains a slow if they already have slow they gain root so this is kind of an interesting take on the asm leadership yeah so you give out slow in that one it does a place but on this one it does a root which against certain characters root is devastating yeah so that's it, yeah mm. especially a character like rhino uh yeah. granted I don't, I don't know if people would be using him here but mr sinister actually really hates root when he wants to use his tokens um anyone with a like a nice punch making that cost two instead is actually a really great way to deal with them loki loves it let me tell you uh okay so then say cheese you already went through it it's the one where you want to uh that's the one that you want to do the knockout punch on Mm -hmm. and then you get extra points for it uh (laughs) i love this one i love the name there goes the spider man which is a two power uh, active power and places character within three of its current position. The next time it makes a thwip thwip attack this turn, the target character, if the target character is within three, the character adds three dice to the attack roll. This can only be used once per turn. This is obviously very similar to a web swing, except yes. it's obviously uber powered up compared to the normal one. Um, then you have Don't Be a Stranger, which is a, uh, what is this? That's uh, passive? It's an active. 
It isn't that. Oh, that is active, though. I'm stupid. All right. Yeah. Don't be a stranger, which is active. Choose an enemy character within range three and throw it towards this character medium. This superpower can only be used once per turn. So this is very similar to Venom's uh, web snare as opposed to the mm-hmm. line. This, this Spider-Man can do both, which is awesome. I like yeah. how you throw it towards this character medium. So you might bonk yourself, right? You well, might. Hopefully not. You might. Yeah. You might just be bonking yourself in front of a camera in front of a whole <laughs> bunch of con goers mm-hmm. might not be the best. But Wait you do one damage to them. <gasps> That's true. You need awesome. to finish someone off. Yeah, guess what? You can't because they're about to heal four and get stagger. Use your noggin. Pull them towards you and slam them <laughs> in the head with your yeah. old noggin. Uh, next one is the reactive selfie, which is the same one. You get extra power, which is interrogate, essentially. Uh, then you have some innates called what a rush. During the power phase, this character gains an additional power, which is perfect because most mm-hmm. of his power is already plus two. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. Uh, and then, of course, he has mastered spidey sense. This character may reroll any number of defense or dodge dice, which is obviously amazing, especially when your physical defense is five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real good. And then he has wall crawler because he is, in fact, the wall crawler. Now, Danny, how about his injured side? Well, significantly different. So he goes down to four health with a medium movement, still size two. Defenses stay the same at five, four, three, but... Instead of any kind of like attacks or anything, he's got nothing. He's got thinking fast, uh, which is three power. Choose a con goer token within two of this character. Place this character within one of the chosen token. Then place the chosen con goer within one of this character. So kind of like shuffling. Yeah. I assume away. Because if you get to this side, you probably want to be away. But um, or to at least to be out of range of a camera. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, just any type of shuffling. Yeah. Just to move. Which is and if you were to stay on that side for multiple days, I think I forget the MCP podcast that was talking about it. I think it was uh, LMFAO. Uh, If you stay on that side multiple days in a row, then every day you'll be shuffling. Oh, shuffling, shuffling. Um, He's also got cosmic threat, which is an innate, right? Yeah, that's called. Okay, Uh, this character cannot be KO'd. If it would be KO'd, the crisis team scores one victory point. Then remove all. Uh, damage and special conditions from this character Mm. which is kind of nice so again like you guys were saying before he just can't be taken off the field um he's also got mastered spidey sense he can still re-roll any number of his defense or dodge dice and he's got secret identity this character ends its activation and it is not in line of sight of a camera it may flip its stat card to its healthy side do not remove any damage or special conditions from this character so that's the point of the thinking fast yeah get out of view of the camera then you can flip back you get around the yep. corner, you find a paper bag. You know what? You're right. back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in it. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, Danny, how cool. about you? So what, what characters are you bringing to this particular? So I find I am the most successful, and I saw this when I played Taylor, when I have a lot of bodies mm-hmm. on the field. So I think that I would kind of spread, go more, you know, a three, a couple twos to kind of like round that out so that it's just a lot to contend with and yeah. a lot to deal with. And I think that if you're paired up with someone who is taking a more like uh conventional Beating. list yeah. yeah i think that having that like one two tag team of like all right i have a lot of like mobility and i'm that kind of thing and then just i physically have <laughs> five twos that you have to contend with you know i just yeah. like messing people up so i know somebody mentioned um honey badger in there which i am all about i really like honey you badger know. in there too especially with those defenses i mean being able if you have honey badger and some wizards yeah, right. Being able to turn that uh, that three to a two, maybe with an incinerate as well, which he's not immune to. Then he's only rolling one against mystic attacks. Yeah. 
I mean, I yeah, I think that's stellar. Yep. I'm Black Widow, Bullseye, Okoye, throw them in there. Plus they and they can't be knocked out permanently, yeah. which is right. the weakness of teams. Give me a toad. I mean, Rocket is Rocket. someone I really like there as a mm-hmm. two with a super long range that isn't just going to get wiped off the board. Yep. And I if mean, you wanted to throw a three, I'd probably go Black Cat, I think. I like Black Cat. Okay. She, she wouldn't be able to make sure. use of the bot, long mover and a right. stagger. Is he immune to stagger? Yes. He is. But yeah, still, is. a long move and elusive. And some some guaranteed damage for the most part with right. uh, with her, her spender. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't hate that. I don't think Felicia would do that to Pete. I mean, immersion's broken. Yeah. Is he immune to slow? Uh, I believe it is. Root, stagger, and stun. Yeah, so you can can slow that boy. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. That's super interesting. Loki might be good there. Loki with a, you know, a little Loki tax and some slows. He is slow on his ice beam, right? Yeah. You have to do damage, though. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, bring Amazing Spider-Man against them. Yeah, why yeah, not? That's, yeah. that's a good idea. All right, <laughs> be Spider-Man. So Loki. Here's here's my here's my roster. Right, Loki, and uh, wait, no, never mind. I was thinking the Soul Gem had a Loki tax. What's the other thing that gives a, a Loki tax? Oh, it's, it's root. Zara. Root. What's that? Yeah, it's root in his in his tax. Gotcha. His, uh, yeah. Which he can't be rooted, so it's just the tax. That's that's the only way to make those things more expensive. Um, I mean, if you're running around doing so, like if you get two power every turn, you're going to be able to. There goes the Spider-Man every turn, at least yeah. webline, for yeah. essentially, you know, for essentially just because you can. And then you're going to be swinging at least seven dice. I mean, he's going to be building power. You can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to think it's like maybe you run some saps against him. But yeah, I don't I don't think at the end of the day, it's really going to do all that much. Um, but slow. I think it's pretty stellar. Forced movement as well, especially since he's moving so much. Running something similar to Shane Smith's uh, Spider Foes that was like mm-hmm. four different types of traps. Um, they got Mysterio, Goblin. Rocket. Rocket, uh, the Sinister Trap card. Cassandra Nova. <laughs> Cassandra Nova, yep. Who also has Mystic Attacks, which he's not super stellar against. Um are there any characters that remove your ability to like symbiote tendrils or something like that? Are, are there other effects like that that aren't physical? Mystique. Uh, she has all physical. Emma, actually. When she comes out, she'll be all mystic. Yeah, Emma. Oh, oh man. Pete hates Emma. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, I mean, especially I mean, how unfair is that, though? Right. You get Emma Frost there. Uh, or even Jean Grey or Cassandra Nova. You have a bunch of just thugs being like, yeah, we got to figure out who this guy is. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I know his credit card number. He's thinking about <laughs> it right now. Like, Let's go after his family. I know he's hoping to rush this because he you know, he has to go to the bathroom real quick. And <laughs> <laughs> Who else would he? Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I feel like there's one more person that gets around reactives. Well, not necessarily reactives, but just defensive rerolls to get rid of that spider sense. Domino. Makes yeah. it so it do crits at least. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, Black Cat, you can't modify attack rolls against her, or you can't modify your defense dice against her. It's only attacks yeah. against. Only yeah. attacks against her. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah Malekith doesn't seem inexpensive uh, for sure, but. Um, 
Malekith and, and Luke Cage or Malekith and I mean, because you know what I mean? You're not really paying attention to affiliation abilities here. Um, I don't hate Sam Wilson either. Uh, mm. uh, you know, a, a pretty decent range with the shield throw uh, can carry people into range and then they're both ending movements, right? I don't know if that... It's a so, good idea. So like, how does that affiliation ability work with that exactly? So once per turn... Oh, okay, so only everyone's per turn when an allied character ends in advance specifically. You may pay two, and then it may place a con goer two away from its current position. What was the, co- the cost? Did it have a cost? What? Moving the con goer? Yeah, the leadership. The leadership does. It's two power. You pay two, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And only once per turn. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're trying to do a bunch of shenanigans, well, you can still interact with the con goer because... There's still you can move the inter- yeah, you can move them one afterwards. And to be able to use the interact option, they have to be outside of what range two of a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So if you move up there, you're within range, you spend the two, get it out of that range. So then you can actually interact with it afterwards. Um, yeah, anyone with three move. I mean, Star-Lord actually seems like he might be stellar here with with him. That, w- that would cost three power, though. Yeah. Yep. Just interact. You need one. Uh, and the, really, it's interesting because the only way to really build power in this is just to, you know, stand there and be ex- and exist for a turn or you have to hit PD. Yeah. Yep. Like, and it's not like you can build off of grunts or something. Right. You have to attack somebody that is very hard to hit. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of balanced in that way where it's I don't think very many people are going to have great power generation outside of just having good power generation mm-hmm. like your Asgardian type stuff. Which yeah. maybe have a mobile Asgardian just running around moving people might not be a, be a terrible idea. Yeah, no, like like I said, I think Cassandra Nova and um and Enchantress are both really good here. Uh, Mr. Sinister as well, being able to move Peter into a spot that's within line of sight to potentially be dazed and, and have all those kind of additional triggers and stuff go off. Seems like it could be a cool way to do it. Um, Actually, honestly, that really lends more to Bullseye because, again, his is a gainer. Mm-hmm. So you just you don't even have to hit them. You're just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Whatever you throw, you throw a half frozen pop tart or whatever, and you get a power. <laughs> half <laughs> frozen pop tart. Those things are dangerous. They really are. I don't know if you've ever been hit with a half frozen pop tart. I haven't. But the the first the half frozen part hurts really bad, right? Okay. And then the unfrozen part just kind of goes everywhere. It's the worst of both worlds. So like you hurt and you have to clean up a mess now. C- correct. Okay. Correct. I have an so anecdote that I'll maybe tell i probably won't but i might tell that's incredibly good please remind me about cleaning up awful messes uh on the cleanup phase (laughs) right after this if you're a member of the patreon maybe you'll get to hear it as well uh it's awful it's awful what happened yesterday but but yeah well i think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode for this week like i just said there will be a brand new episode of the cleanup phase right after this it's over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash professional casual at every level. As little as a dollar gets you access to the cleanup phase in addition to the Discord and a whole lot more. Also, if you are ever in the Twitch chat, we do have a freemium version of the uh, of the of the Discord now as well that you can enter if you type in the command exclamation point Discord that will get you that invite and link. You can also check that out in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast version. Five-star reviews do an absolute wonderful amount of things for us. So if you have the time, have the attention span, please head over to Spotify for a rating 
Audible, Apple Music, or uh, any other place that you can leave reviews. Uh, JB likes to leave them on most of the Amazon products he buys. Uh, listen, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. And the Stewart's bathroom stall. That's true. Yep, he keeps leaving the network number there, too. Speaking of, if you ever want to give us a ring and uh, leave a voicemail that we might play on an episode of any one of our podcasts, you can do so at 603-803. Nope, sorry. Was that right? Yep. Oh, 603-803-3235. Call it. Or the P.O. Box at P.O. Box G, as in G. Willikers. This looks like a fun organized play kit. West Oneonta, New York, 13861. Lastly, a massive, 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 massive thank you to all of the people that help support us on the Patreon and here on Twitch. Every sub, like, follow, share does a ton for us. We really appreciate it. And we couldn't do what we do without you, especially our patrons at the Professional Cake Sitter and King Ding Doppeldonger tiers, including Bastion, Rob, Otis, Leroy, Bicon, Tony Hot Hands, Devil Pup, Dr. D, Iron hey. Maze, Wizard Skills. That's a new one. Cider Drinker. <laughs> Dagna. Yeah. Is that all of them? Yep. And Cider and Drinker. And Cider Drinker. Yeah. And Cider Drinker, actually, yeah. But guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. We'll see you next week, hopefully for oh yeah the power phase on monday night where we'll be playing this organized play kit hope to see you then again tuesday wednesday thursday and friday during the world of warcraft streams every tuesday through friday 3 p.m till you know whenever i have to leave uh usually six thursday for another episode of wait did i really wild and uh next saturday at bearded dragon games make sure to check out the long shanks and the uh facebook for the event so uh it's an lvl qualifier come have a good time uh, play against, you know, Taylor, Dan, Dr. D, Ben, Alyssa, uh, by the way, voted, uh, not even voted, but um, uh, uh, not uh, earned uh, best in affiliation for Inhumans and LVO. But guys, for her. Yeah. I know for, right? <laughs> she's she's famous. Um, mm-hmm. But guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And make sure professionalcasual.com. Check out Dr. D's blogs. Dan had a new blog go up today um, for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Also, the Lost Omens podcast comes out every Monday. Get the video for all of the actual plays on the Patreon as well. It's $5 tearing up. Um, Gapapa, Slithering, Settling the Southlands. Guys, there's there's a ton. It's all on professionalcasual.com. And that is the place to check it out. But No, I'm lucky. No, I'm lucky. All right, guys, have a great night. I love you, and we'll see you very, very shortly over on the Patreon for the cleanup phase. All right, bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also... Streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolf Warp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. 
and on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network. We've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.